The Home Show with Sinead Ryan on News Talk. Good morning and you're very welcome along to The Home Show with me, Sinead Ryan, on the show this morning. The cleaning queen of TikTok, Anne Russell, joins me for her tips and tricks to get your home sparkling. Tech journalist Kira O'Brien will share her advice on back to college tech. The money doctor, John Lowe, will be talking through student grants and how to make a budget for college. And former Home of the Year winner Jennifer Sheehan will be styling your attic conversion. If you'd like to get involved in the show today, you can text us here on 53106. That'll cost you 30 cent. You can email us at any time during the home show at thehomeshow at newstalk.com or you can find me over on Instagram at Sinead Ryan 100. And remember, you can listen live or listen back to the show and all of our podcasts, they're up there on the News Talk website or on the app powered by Go Loud. Now, uh, I'm sending... The final child back to his final year in college, I hope, uh, next week. And I cannot tell you how relieved I am. That's for them almost done, dusted out the door. Although this one stayed uh, quite a bit longer uh, as he was enjoying the whole academia uh, life so much. But I won't miss the fees. Uh, I won't miss the hassle. I won't miss all of the things associated with college and indeed school. And sometimes I think this time of year with all the focus on the kids returning uh, to primary and secondary school and the huge costs uh, which we know are associated with that, especially at the moment, we forget that there are fully fledged adults out there who need supporting through their college years too. So I'm delighted this week to have not one but two guests here to advise us on sorting them all out. And I'm sure that'll be of interest to lots of listeners. But we have loads more on the show uh, and I'd love to know your tips for going to college, whether it's finding the right accommodation, making a budget or teaching your child to cook for themselves or perhaps even do their own laundry. Uh, do let us know what you found invaluable and what tips and advice you'd give to other parents out there. 53106, the home show at Newstalk.com. Sinead Ryan, 100 on Instagram and you're very welcome along to the show. Now, whether we like it or not, cleaning our home is something we all have to do. And goodness knows we got enough practice during COVID. But my next guest has taken it to the next level and has become a TikTok sensation with her cleaning tips and nearly two million followers to her name. Her new book is called How to Clean Everything. And she joins me now to go through not everything, but some of them. And Russell, you're very, very welcome along to the home show today. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Now, how long have you been in the cleaning business, Anne? I was trying to work this out the other day about somewhere between 18 and 20 years. Plenty of experience. My oldest current client I have been with for a shade over 18 years, so a few years before that, I think. Okay, so there's very little you don't know. Now, when did you decide to start up a TikTok account? Um, I think this is becoming an infamous story. One of my nieces wanted a TikTok account and... I figured that I would join TikTok so I could basically stalk her, (laughs) Um, not really having much of a clue how it worked. Mm -hmm. And as part of stalking her, I, A, became instantly addicted to watching lots of short form videos, which Mm -hmm. were wonderful, Mm -hmm. and found some lovely people. And I made a few of my own. One of them caught on. And as we say, everything has carried on from there. Well, it certainly has. And I mean, there are plenty of um, kind of young ones out there, your niece's age or even younger, who'd be very jealous of uh, a following such as you have. Now, I've taken a look at uh, quite a few of these videos. 
they're very detailed. I mean, you go into an enormous amount of detail explaining why things should be done in a certain way, what products should be used and how it all works. So um, do you think that people have lost the art of cleaning? I mean, this is something you'd never have had to teach, say, our grandmothers or even our mothers. No, Um, but of course, modern life is very different um, to that which my grandmother, even my mother, or even I was born into. Um, Most children now have both parents working. Um, Modern, you know, modern chemicals mean that cleaning products are very, very different now. Um, They're much more specialized. Um, They say on the tin what they're supposed to do. Um, And the, the world has changed. The idea that you learned by observing um, has vanished. And bear in mind, some people never did learn. You know, if you had if you had a maid or a charlady, you wouldn't need to know. Um, so it, it's just a reflection of the modern world. And now we are on the Internet. People who don't know can ask. Whereas previously, when I was growing up and didn't know things, I didn't know who to ask. If I didn't know something, I didn't know it. And there was nobody to ask. Mm. And there's been a massive uptick in interest in household management. Now, a lot of this could be, I don't know, maybe it's been exacerbated by the various lockdowns we were in and the kind of obsession with cleaning and viruses and germs and all that. But you have like the likes of Mrs. Hinch, Marie Kondo, yourself. Do you think that... um, there's a sense that that having that clean house or or that tidiness is just something that gives us a little bit of control back in very uncertain times or or, or is that overreaching? No, I think you are completely right. Had you not made the suggestion, it was my answer. If you feel untethered in any way, things that give you a little control, like being able to control your environment make you feel better. And very often people get themselves into a spiral where they are not in the best mental place. They find that their surroundings have built up around them. Now they're surrounded by a mess that they find overwhelming and they don't know where to begin. And it just starts this awful cycle where people just get stuck in it And sometimes they just need a little prod, a little help, a little encouragement to make the first step. And once they've made the first step, that sense of control will propel them onwards. Well, look, let's get to some of the tips. What are the uh, tasks that you find people find most difficult to get started with or or simply don't understand? A big one for me, and I know you've addressed it in your book, is getting the deodorant out from T-shirts when you're sticking them over your neck. Um, what kind of tips uh, do you, do you start with? Well, a lot of a lot of the issue is whatever you are cleaning, and it doesn't matter whether it's deodorant from T-shirts or grease and coffee from your worktop. They are all based in the same thing. You need to find something that will dissolve the stain without affecting the thing that is underneath it. But Sometimes all you need to dissolve a stain is the right solvent. And in the case of, you know, deodorant, it's very often just a little laundry liquid water. It's time. Um, So 
for those deodorant stains, I mean, sometimes you can you can change your deodorant rather than you know wearing those terrible powdery ones. You can just change to a a milder formula and it won't happen. But pre-treatment spray, it's brilliant stuff. It's really useful. You drench the underarms in it, go through all your washing, treat all the dirty areas, and while you're doing that, that that formula has a chance to soak into the deodorant, and then when you load them into the machine, and it starts to tumble and fall. And it's that tumbling and falling, the stretching open of the fibres, which allows the dirt marks to come out. The dirt is already softened, so it will come out much more easily. Okay. Okay, good tip. I mean, washing machines, I don't know whether they still do have them, this kind of pre-wash setting. Um, and and is, that, is that a kind of a similar thing to kind of get your, st- your laundry prepared for what's to come? Yeah, exactly that. Um, You know, if you've got sports kit, um, you know, covered in mud um, or you've been dog walking and you are mud to your neck, a pre-wash will get rid of the surface dirt and dampen the fabric, get rid of the worst of it that's easy to get out before it goes into the main wash. And then the main wash does the hard work. Okay, so when it comes then, so that's that's laundry and um, pre- preparing your clothes for laundry, I suppose. I have to tell you now, I have to confess, I got rid of my tumble dryer uh, during the year because I just found it so uh, expensive to run and it was taking up space. And people were saying to me that they couldn't manage without it because it puts that fluff in in towels, you know, to to, to finish them off. What's your sense of that? Because, I mean, we're all facing these massive energy costs now and, and the tumble dryer is a very expensive appliance to run. Well, the first thing, again, it, you know, I seem to always be, but think about what you're doing. What you need is for airflow. So if you bunch all your towels up in a screwed mess on an airing rack, the air won't be getting to the thickness of it. And after a while, your washing will start to smell. So you want to make sure that there is a nice airflow. Fold your washing over a laundry rack neatly and tidily so that it's smooth and there aren't bunched up areas and then use a fan not a a heated fan because heat is what costs money Mm. but just an ordinary cooling fan that flows air over washing and then you play that over the washing and it creates an airflow it creates an indoor wind and it gets the washing dryer much faster at a fraction of the cost. Okay, good tip. All right, so you don't need all that heat, which of course is what costs the money in the first place. Um, okay, so that that's laundry. What, now, talk to me about floors because I think this is one area, a bit like the sparkling bathroom you were talking about, when people see a really clean floor with whatever they have on the surface, whether it's wood or travertine or stone or whatever, not quite gleaming, but just inviting and as, as a lovely backdrop, everything looks cleaner. Uh, I saw one of the videos where you were talking about cleaning stone because it is a, it is a difficult old thing. So what things should people uh, worry about, again, to, depending on the surface that they have underfoot? Hot water. Hot water. I very rarely use much in the way of cleaning fluid on floors. Um, obviously, if it's a greasy floor in a kitchen, it's lino, then yes, I would put some detergent of some description in but if you use the hottest water you can manage for two reasons hot water is much better at getting dirt out we all know that we, we all wash up in hotter water um, hot water and now some surfaces such as wood 
and certain laminates, you can't put free water down because the floor itself will absorb them and it will swell and it will harm the floor. But again, if you wring out your mop very tightly and wash it over, lift up the dirt, rinse in your mop bucket, go back, you're actually washing your floor with effectively a damp cloth. The hot water will pick up the dirt much more quickly and it will also dry much more quickly. Mm. And the other tip is to make sure that your mops are clean. Don't keep using a dirty old mop head. Once a mop head has done a few floors and it is dirty, it needs to go into a washing machine and be washed. Oh, really? You can't get a clean floor with a dirty mop. Oh, of course not. And actually, it's self-evident when you say it, but I never thought of putting the mop head in the washing machine. Yeah, I do, once a week at home. Well, maybe not quite once a week. Let's be reasonable. No, I'm not sure um, I'm cleaning my floors once a week. Never no, mind I'm not a sure mop head. I'm cleaning my floors <laughs> once a week uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you, I don't really enjoy cleaning all that much. <laughs> and I'm talking to somebody who evidently does, so <laughs> that's a little well, worrisome. Well, I'm not sure I enjoy cleaning my own house very much. Really? I'm perfectly happy cleaning up. Yes. Okay, I why is that? I've been cleaning all day. I don't want to do it. To, and the thing is, is that with other people's houses, I come in and I can, in quite a short amount of time, turn turn their house into something that looks nice. And I leave it. And I don't watch the destruction. <laughs> but with my own house, I can clean it. And while I am cleaning it, I am watching the destruction of my perfection. Um, and it's, it's, it's a lot less interesting okay. when you can't quite finish one end of it before, you know, somebody's made a coffee in the other end and the dog's got on the sofa and, you know, there are a footprints. We all have to do a degree of cleaning. We do. Um, now, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Anne, I have been watching your dog and um, far from being a destructive force, it seems that uh, the doggy is part of the action on TikTok. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> well, Holly has decided that she will allow me to make TikToks, but only under the assumption that I don't neglect my duties. All right, very good. very good. big on her <laughs> position is, Holly. <laughs> now, you're also big on the political position because uh, you have quite strong views on, um, on politics to some extent. This isn't a political show, but um, certainly in terms of where you feel maybe uh, this energy crisis is being tackled and, and what things should be done, you, you'd be slightly or, or kind of stridently on the left, would you? I think I would be safe to say say that. Um, yes, and I, I mean, yes, I am. And I, I'm unashamedly that. And you know what? I know that other people aren't, and that's fine. Um, people don't have to think like me and they don't have to agree with me. And I'm OK with that. There's an awful lot of chemicals in products nowadays, shelves and shelves of cleaning products that didn't exist 20, 50 years ago with chemicals in them. Do you try and become or, or kind of have an eco-conscious view when you are yourself buying products? Cleaning is just chemistry. There are only so many chemicals that you can use to make a cleaning product. Mm. So in reality, what they have done to create this variety is they've tweaked the basic formula and then they've added colours and smells to make it look and feel great. Um, a lot of those are unnecessary. Some things that look and smell amazing don't work terribly well. Mm. Um, if you go to a janitorial supply company, you will find that a lot of the products that they sell don't actually smell great. Um, because they're designed to be cheap and used by the gallon. Um, so they don't, you know, professionals are using them and they don't 
Take and they're just, how, how and just as good. So, um, and you can save yourself a lot of money and simplify your life if you understand what what you are using is actually doing. Um, and once you've understood that, you can replace a lot of those expensive bottles with much cheaper basic alternatives um, or nothing at all. You know, it, it, people underrate how beneficial a bowl of hot soapy water and a cloth is. Mm, mm, and a bit of elbow grease. All right. Yeah. How, how, how have you found writing the book and the newfound fame, Anne? Um, I, it's something happening over there. If I thought <laughs> about it too much, it would be very overwhelming. Uh, Anne Russell, thank you very much for joining us on the show. You can find Anne, of course, if you're not already following her on TikTok, YouTube, and the book is called How to Clean Everything. Anne Russell, it has been a joy to talk to you and um, clean days ahead for you and ongoing success. Thank you very much. Now, after the break, we'll be focusing on the return to college and discussing how students can approach budgeting and tech. More after this short break. And you're very welcome back to The Home Show here on News Talk. I'm Sinead Ryan with you for the rest of the hour. Uh, if you missed the fantastic TikTok queen, Anne Russell, uh, we had her on just before the break. Uh, you can listen back to that on podcast or on the News Talk app, which is powered by Go Loud. You can get in touch with us today by texting us at 53106 for 30 cent. And you can email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com. And I'm over on Instagram, as always, uh, at Sinead Ryan 100. Now, deciding what to invest in when it comes to the often huge financial costs of tech for students heading or returning to college can be really challenging on top of all the other costs that people have. Kiro O'Brien, business and tech journalist with the Irish Times, joins me now with hopefully some cost saving tips. Kiro, you're very welcome back to The Home Show. Thank you very much. Look, this is not, none of this can be cheap because every student needs whatever they need and we're talking about phones, we're talking about laptops, we're talking about tablets and all of the other stuff. It's a kind of, like, there's no getting away from it, is there? It's necessary. There is definitely no getting away from it. I mean, look, 10, 15 years ago, even people were using laptops in college. Um, tech is kind of entwined in our daily lives. I don't think anybody really can get away with, certainly not a college age, without using or having to invest in any technology. But the good news is, look, you don't have to spend an absolute fortune on it. Now, Obviously, that comes with some caveats. There are some things that are false economies. Like, it's all very well to buy the cheapest smartphone you can, but if the person that you buy it for is not going to use it because either it's too slow or it doesn't do what they need it to do, or, I mean, and, and this sounds awfully shallow, but it, it does come into it whether or not it, it doesn't fit in with what they feel suits them. You know, it, mm. I, I can get away with a lot more um, with my, say, my, my, my eight year old. Now, she doesn't have a phone, but you know, I can give her an old phone to play with. I can't do that with a college student. Indeed. Um, now, it seems to me there's an awful lot of 19-year-olds there would have a far, far better phones than an awful lot of their parents. Um, so, you know, they know what they want and they know what it costs as well. So give us an idea of what costs we are looking at if, if you are looking for a decent but not over-the-top phone. So... I suppose if you're looking for, at the budget end of, of things, you can go for, say, some of the earlier Nokia phones. Now, they're Android smartphones. It's not the fastest phone out there, but if it's somebody who doesn't really care, it's only for, you know, the basic kind of stuff, that will, will do it. It's got a large screen. It doesn't look 
um, it doesn't look cheap. And that's the, the main thing, I think, what you're looking for with an awful lot of these things. My personal choice for, for kind of like the mid-range Android side of things would be the Google Pixel 6a, which it kind of ditches a lot of the nice-to-have features that the, the, the Pixel 6 and the Pixel 6 Pro had. Uh, just in favor of you know getting a nice looking phone that actually it's not something you'd be embarrassed taking out of your bag <laughs> that does an awful lot has a it has um like a, a very good camera in it uh, it works well it's not slow and that's the thing with an awful lot of the budget phones it's becoming less and less of a problem now because the bar has been raised significantly but if you went back a few years and you bought a budget phone you know the screen would be terrible uh, it would be so slow that it would be almost unusable for anything except phone calls you know so it's yeah. fine for the most basic uses this is not the case now so about 459 euro will get you the Pixel 6a okay. that's a decent phone and that is you know that is not you know, paying money over to a network. That is, you know, you can put any SIM card in that. It's unlocked. It's yours. You can take yeah, it wherever you because want. Because some of the deals for SIM card, for SIM only, are actually very, very good. Um, and and it's definitely the way to go rather than tying yourself into an expensive bill pay option, even though you might get a better phone with it. You're, you're ultimately paying for it in the end, aren't you? You are. Right. Now, the other thing that people should, and this applies across the board, that people should consider is refurbished technology. Yes, we had refurbed on the show actually a few weeks back and, um, you know, an impressive outfit and there are other companies doing that as well. So so tell me what people can expect there. So if you buy refurbished from, it's obviously from certain companies, do your research into the company that you're buying from first. They will basically be phones that have been checked over by this company, they meet their standards, they will, they should tell you if there's any defects, maybe some aesthetic scratches, those kind of defects. Um, you wouldn't expect them to look as new unless it says as new. You know, but what you're getting is maybe it might, the phone might be a year or two old, uh, maybe a little bit older, um, but you'll be getting a good phone that comes with a guarantee. And this is, that's important to note is that you, know, you have the same, if you buy from um, a, a commercial trader, so if you mm. buy from one of these marketplaces, as opposed to say a private sale where I sell my phone to somebody else, mm. you have the same consumer rights as if you're buying new. So, that's something to kind of take into account because people will often um, skip refurbished goods because they think, mm. oh, it's not as good. We won't get as long um, a guarantee on it. Most of them will come with at least a six-month warranty from the seller, but you still have those basic protections in place. Okay, so so, so, so refurbed, swappy? Refurbed, swappy, Mint Plus, all of those guys. Okay. Um, so Apple does their own refurbished program as well. And so if something is faulty, you can return it, ask for a replacement to repair a refund. The same Fantastic. as if you bought new. All right. Um, now, just before I let you go, I'm just going to ask you to recommend one laptop or maybe a tablet that somebody uh, who's starting college can get all of their notes on, everything they need, but it's nice and neat and most of all, not expensive. I would say Chromebooks. If you don't need any specific software, if you're just doing essays and research and all that, if you don't need any particular software for college, um, Chromebooks. So the Acer Chromebook Spin 513, that's about €389 Euro if you shop around. Oh, that's not bad. Well, Four gigs of RAM, 64 gigs of onboard memory, which isn't spectacular, but will do what you need it to do. And then you have cloud storage for all your files. OK, well, listen, Kiro O'Brien, a wealth of information, as always, uh, to try and help parents and indeed students uh, going back to school. And thanks a million for joining us on The Home Show today. Well, now that's all the tech stuff. So I suppose we'd better look now at how to pay for it all. And indeed, all of the other college expenses that abound this time of year. That means budgets and banking. And who better to guide us through it all than J-Lo back off honeymoon? 
Well, I'm of course talking about the other J-Lo, our only money doctor, John Lowe. John, you're very welcome to the home show. Good morning, Mr. <laughs> nice to talk to you again. Now, first things first, it's an expensive old business, isn't it? Oh my gosh, it is. And and in particular now, because of accommodation, it's just gone through, the, literally gone through the roof. And uh, I really feel sorry for the students out there who are, you know, they've probably, you know, searched high and low for accommodation and are, are getting kind of doors shut in their face uh, the whole time. Mm. And those who are, there's, there's, as you know, there's a lot of scamming going on as well. Indeed, yeah, the Gardaí have been warning about and we've been covering it on shows here on Newstalk mm. during the week. Um, and, and like, as if things aren't bad enough, you know, the idea that fraudsters would be waiting on you to take your deposit off you. I know. OK, well, look, let, let's try and do some positive stuff then uh, and look at what is available. Now, the Susie grant scheme, of which I am a big fan, mm. um, that even though, like, the applications have officially closed, it's still open for business. It still is. <clears throat> I mean, there's a thing called a priority date. Uh, and if you were going for a grant renewal, that was the 9th of June. If you, go, if you were going for new grants, it was the 7th of July. Same date, by the way, as Ringo Starr's birthday, which is completely separate <laughs> altogether. Okay. But, um, but it, it, it's still not too late. You can go up to uh, November, actually, of this year. Mm. Uh, you can still apply. And even after that, um, you, you can still make a special case to uh, apply for the Susie Grant. Susie Grant, for a lot of people who are not aware of it, the Student Universal Support Ireland. And um, there's a, a very, very good uh, website, susie.ie, with the eligibility reckoner and all sorts of things. It is means-tested, uh, Sinead, as you know. Uh, and there's other um, types of grants that you can actually uh, also apply for. Like there's a 1916 bursary. Mm-hmm. There's a student a fund for students with disabilities. There's assistant fund for students, there's a back to education allowance, uh, a free fees initiative, um, and even for mature students who are going back, uh, they may also be eligible. I mean, we're talking about, what, 62,000 students yeah. who, who avail of these grants. Yeah. A lot of money. Uh, and it's between, by the way, uh, 505 euros and 6,115. The, the full maintenance uh, for this year is 3,225. So it's not to be sniffed at. No, indeed. And in fact, like, OK, it doesn't cover your accommodation, but what, what it will do is either pay half or all the student contribution, which is 3,000 euros, mm. not inconsiderable. And then, as you say, the maintenance grant for some people. What, what I like about Susie, John, is that... Um, the criteria for assessing it, of course, it's means test, but actually, the, it's quite generous. It's not kind of based on no. the social welfare system, which yeah. a lot of the other stuff is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and 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 like it, I mean, I, I think the government, uh, the country, will want all our young people to go to third level. I mean, it is a far better uh, ch- chance of getting uh, a better job than mm. you would be if you're not going to third level. Okay, all right. That's susie.ie and you can still apply for that. Now, when it comes to budgeting from for being away from home, uh, like, uh, okay, you're lucky if you can find accommodation at all. Mm. But if you do, what are the kind of things that a new student, a 19-year-old heading away from home for the first time, how should they be managing their money or trying to budget for that? Well, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that, but, you know, my, my 17th uh, edition of the book, page 298, uh, there's a single-page student budget planner on it, and it actually it covers things like, you know, obviously, if, if you're going to uh, get accommodation, you're going to have to pay generally your own electricity, your own heat, um, you know, if you have a TV license and those kind of things. But if you're going into digs, you know, where you just get a room uh, in a place, then it'll be all incorporated. But then you've got the extra things like transport. You've got your books. You've got your extra mural activities. Like you might decide to join the local gym 
or even go to a local football team uh, and, and start playing, you'd be asked to, to you know, uh, kind of donate a few bob. Then you've got your food, you've got your drink, you've got your socialising. I mean, that can take quite a Very lot. Very important. <laughs> that could probably be top of the list now for the many students. Never mind the old books and the transport. It'll be, it'll be the student bar. Now, it's fair to say, though, John, there's a lot of discounts out there for for students. Like, a lot of businesses recognise mm. that this is a fairly captive market. They don't have a lot of money. So, no. you know, there's all kinds of um, kind of restaurants and, and bars and suppliers that offer discounts if you have your student card. So yes. would you say that that's kind of the first thing to get hold of? Absolutely, student cards. Uh, in fact, you know what? At, at my age, I, I have one as well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it still works. It still works. And it's still uh, a, a very useful um, a discount uh, kind of thing to have. Right. Um, Would you advise students to join a credit, credit union, John? Because, I mean, it, it, look, they're all revolution their way th- through mm. life at the moment. And we know that, that Revolut has very recently started offering, you know, a full service bank, currents, counts and all that. But really... Uh, is there still something to be said for your local village credit um, union? I, I would certainly, uh, you know, I think opening an account with, say, a credit union or post office in particular, it means physically, you know, if you don't have a, a debit card for that account, you have to go down physically to the to the um, institution and and physically get your money out. Sometimes that can that can for, for students it can be good. Mm. Um, the revenue thing is is they have really actually stolen the march. There's a new um, under eighteen card now, which means that you know parents can give their kids money. There's actually two hundred thousand Sinead uh, of these cards in Ireland alone. And they've got two million um, Revolut uh, holders. Okay. So I mean, uh, they they the parents would give money onto the card, and the, they can actually um, you know access you know what they're doing with that money, uh, which is I suppose a bit intrusive. But at the same time, they know that the, their children are being sensible with the money, uh, and that if they do need a quick you know fifty euros here or. 100 euros there. Revolute me. Instantly. They get that money. <laughs> yeah, instantly. Yeah. All right. Uh, John, uh, the book, when is it out? Oh, December, <laughs> mid-December, um, the 18th edition. And actually, it'll include a 148-page mini book, Insiders, um, which is called Teenagers, You and Your Money. Wonderful. All right. Well, listen, an invaluable resource, moneydoctors.ie. John Lowe, as always, uh, a wisdom, uh, a source of ris- wisdom on the Home Show. And thanks a million for joining us. My pleasure. Now coming up, have you done an attic conversion? Have you been able to get in somebody to do it? What do you use it for? Well, home show regular Jennifer Sheehan will be in after the break to give it a bit of style uh, and make it look fabulous. And as always, you can get your questions into her and me at, at uh, the home show at newstalk.com. You can text us here at 53106 for 30 cent and we'll be back in a few moments. And you're very welcome back to the home show here on News Talk. And we, well, I don't know if Jennifer Sheehan is going to put pink in our attic, but uh, she's certainly partial to a bit of pink. You're very welcome back to the show. Uh, Now, before we get into the whole attic stuff, you've been on your travels. I've been on my travels. I am fresh back from California. One of those COVID trips. Sunny and blonde (laughs) and everything. (laughs) Well, I can't do the sun. I'm nightmare in the sun because my skin is so pale. So I like to, you know, completely cover up and factor 50 and the big 
white brimmed hat mm-hmm. and the sun and look at the sun from a safe yes. distance. And look super stylish over in, <laughs> in California. Um, fantastic style. So more on that anon because you've been picking up tips. You were wor- a working trip. It was a working trip. Yeah, my presume I'm getting paid for this. Yeah. Is that the, yeah. Oh, yeah, of working course. Trip. We <laughs> regularly send people to California on the home show. Wonderful. <laughs> Good to know. Pop in an invoice. <laughs> right, okay. Now, before we get to all of that, um, I want to talk about the attics because I know we get an awful lot of questions into the show from uh, listeners, 53106 and uh, the home show at newstalk.com on different aspects of conversions and building and construction and all that. But one of the big ones seems to be attics, loft conversions. And I suppose, look, on one hand, it's cheaper than building an extension. Yeah. But at the same time, um, often people have an idea for that loft conversion to do it, but mm. not necessarily an idea of what they want it for or what to do with it once it's built. Yeah. So you're going to give us some ideas uh, yeah. about how to do that and what kind of things people could be styling it for. Yeah, it's a brilliant way to add space to a home. I can tell you because half of my house is an attic conversion. <laughs> so if you have it up there, you know, usually it's just this dusty old space and there's cobwebs and old paint tins and some, you know, beach chair from years ago that you've never used. Have you have you converted yours? Yeah, ours is, was already converted. Oh, when you bought it. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's quite a big space. But like that, it it's, serves as a home office, yeah. a spare bedroom. And as it now turns out, the bits that children didn't want to take with them when they moved out. <laughs> so. I actually had this conversation with my dad over the weekend. So. I didn't anyway. have a tailor's dummy in there and a rail of clothes and sports <laughs> equipment. So I don't ask me what my attic is. I have no idea what, what you would call that room. A mishmash room, maybe. <laughs> anyway, so it, it's it's a great space to convert. It's not that expensive. That's a bit of a pro and con at the moment because there's such a shortage of getting contractors, builders, etc. Mm. that those lower cost jobs are not so desirable when they're demand is out the door but you can look for specialist people there's you know the atticman.ie and a few other places that do specialise in attic conversion so I'd say start there so you say you have it as a spare bedroom there is some regulations around attic conversion yeah, so people might height, be wondering you have yeah. to have the full height you have to do. have full height which yeah. is 2.2 metres for at least 50% of the space yeah. if you don't think you have that you can potentially create it using a dorm or window so that flattens some of the roof and, mm. and raises it up a little bit but you've you definitely might got planning permission check with that there and all of that that you have to do check with that because yeah. you might and you might have to look at okay. your you know your neighbours and stuff like that Yeah. so if it's so, not going to be habitable space so if you're not yeah. going up there as a bedroom um, then you can like, go for it you're, you're like Everything from really just a playroom, yeah. a second sitting room, yeah. an office. I well, think a walk-in wardrobe would be great. So I have those, <laughs> you know, the rail uh, wardrobe systems. I have the Elfa. There's also the IKEA Boaxel, which are these really, really customizable wardrobes, kind of open plan wardrobes you can put in. So you could have, you know, your winter wardrobe up there, your summer wardrobe up there, and that could be your walk-in space. A library it makes total sense, you know, because we're all home more often now. So if you need a space away from your family, away from your kids, away from whatever. How lovely an idea is just that? A kind of a reading nook a little that nook. you disappear to. And if it's very, very low ceiling, you don't even have to put a chair up there. You could just put a few cushions on the floor and lie out and off you go. It could easily be a games room. Soundproofing is very easy to do these days. So if you're partial to music or somebody in your family is learning and it's not... <laughs> They're not quite amazing. there yet. <laughs> Soundproofing is very affordable these days, so you could soundproof it and you could fire them up there and off they go. Now, and make is, a that, is that something that people can do themselves? Because when I think of soundproofing, I'm thinking of pumping in all that foam into interior No, it's walls much easier now. Okay. You can buy these kind of felt panels now. I've heard oh, people like do acoustic. things with egg cartons. I can't speak to the fire safety mm. or something like that, but you can buy these acoustic panels. They're, they're not that high cost. I actually think IKEA even have a few of them. And you just put them up against and the existing walls the wall. and it just 
And they're thin. very thin. Dull. They don't okay. take up that much space. So it is it is much it is affordable. It's worth looking into. Right. I think what would be handy, anyone who's followed me on Instagram for any length of time or heard me talk for any length of time knows I love projectors instead of TVs. So you could have a whole home cinema up there and projectors are pretty low cost these days with a little screen, a little projector and a few cushions mm. and away you go. And a so, few bean bags and get yeah. that whole vibe. And of course then you're into your twinkly lights and your kind yeah. of blackout curtains and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, wouldn't that be so nice for the winter months and you're just lying up there and it's nice and cosy and yeah, that's a whole second TV room for, you know, for buttons really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you don't, need, nice. you don't need anything too much in you there. You don't need anything too much in there. Okay. No. So um, in terms of then design and and colours and all that I yeah. suppose really anything goes because you're going to be working it around what you need it for anything goes so generally the, the advice is to keep it light right because it can be it can be a very dark space and while keeping it dark and cosy sounds great you need light to see by so putting in windows usually you don't need planning permission for Velux windows especially if it's out the back so putting in windows is you know they're pretty low cost they're they're not you know it's not a big it's not a big um, hassle to put those in keep the paint nice and white keep it light don't don't go too crazy but at the same time you can also do whatever you want up there because it is a kind of a it's it's like your downstairs bathroom you know it's your you know small it space not everyone's going to see and it you can go a bit mad and remember like uh, uh, this space invariably has um kind of um, sloping walls yeah. and maybe a lower ceiling than than normal certainly if it's not for habitable space I did mine in a kind of very uncharacteristically in a kind of a, a turquoise and lime which oh. I know yes I know I know and I'm not quite convinced by it but um, but there's just that fun element when you walk yeah. into it that I'm not you know it, And it people be. aren't coming to visit your attic right so you can do whatever you want and it's not somewhere that people are going to be passing through and commenting on so you can yeah. put whatever you want up there I did see one on my travels and I was looking through design design tips or attics. There's a house over in Dulwich in South London where it's been converted completely into the interior, the cockpit of a space shuttle. Some ideas there. Right. Okay. <laughs> If you get sick of your turquoise in your life. <laughs> well, there's a top tip. I think I'll, I'll more likely to become a gym than that. Yeah. Uh, and that'll never happen. So there you go. Well, a gym <laughs> is not a bad idea to put up there because yeah. you don't need much space. And especially if you have things like resistance bands. And it's brilliant if people are or really into case, climbing. A bike, which I don't particularly want up there on one of these racks that makes it into a stationary bike. Oh, oh, that's yeah, no like fun. Those. Right. OK. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Loads and loads of tips there, uh, Jen. Thanks very much uh, for that. And for anybody out there who has done an attic conversion, what was it intended to be what is it now and what have you done with it we'd love to get your tips and hints for that and some inspo uh, at uh, the home show at newstalk.com 53106 okay now um, one of the other things uh, which I, because you have been on your travel and because mm. you've been doing all your stuff over in California IA, did you drop into Megan and Harry while you were there oh or? sure yeah they were waiting for me at the airport yeah, actually right. me up. Yeah. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> well one thing we have learned of course from Megan's ongoing um, silencing <laughs> is um, endless, endless uh, videos and pictures and all that kind of stuff and podcasts yeah. uh, have been has been a kind of an emphasis on this cool, clean home that they have built for themselves. I mean, I know they only needed 14 million quid and maybe we don't all have that. Uh, but there is something about that Californian look yeah. that the neutrals... The colours, the overflowing bowls of hydrangea, yeah. everything in beige and greyish and cream. Are, are we done with that now? Or is that yeah. still, from your travels over there, is that still a big thing? I think they're embracing colour a lot. What what I saw in the few the few houses that I went into and the windows that I liked to peek into is that it is grey and neutral. I think there's kind of an LA style and then there's a rest of California 
style, especially okay. Southern California. Mm. LA, if anybody watches Selling Sunset, great we show. Do. We do. It's all very windows and clean lines and modern and quite minimalist. I and can't get my eyes off the women. You oh, know the I'm not looking at the houses at all. <laughs> I'm thinking, love, you're going to fall into the pool if you keep wearing those five inch Louboutins. I don't know how they get across the, the kitchen in those heels. I, anyway, a whole other story. But what I did notice about the, the rest of the houses that I saw, at least in Southern California, is that yes, it's neutral. Yes, it's overflowing. It, but there's a lot there. So it's not minimalist. It's not that pared back. They yeah, might stick to a colour palette, lush. but it's overflowing. Yeah. yeah, that, o- that yeah, overflowing, yeah, as you yeah. said, is there. Texture. Lots and lots of texture. Now, so, you've so been following uh, one of their famed interior decorators there, yes. Kelly... Kelly Wurstler. Wurstler. Kelly okay. Wurstler. Tell yeah, me now yeah. about how Kelly's going about her business this autumn. Kelly's fab. If you're, if you're a fan of interior design, you might have come across her. She's very prolific. She does lots and lots of, you know, stylists to the stars and she's done hotels and and she's she's just, she's quite she's quite fabulous. So she has, she's more big into colour. She likes that more dramatic look. She's she's bringing, she's still, you know, distinctively Californian, I would say, but she's definitely bringing, you know, everybody out of that, you know, comfortable neutrals and into and into uh, into the future. So she actually teamed up with Pinterest recently. I love Pinterest. Mm. And she created this whole content series called Fet Styling. So she has a whole bunch of autumn styling tips. Fet. Oh, oh, right. Fet. Okay, like garden Fet. 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 Oh, right. Yeah, okay. with the little accent over the first C. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Um, so she has all these autumn tips. Some of them are great. Some of them are off the wall because she lives in a different planet to, to the rest of us. But we can definitely take pieces from them, I think. All right. Well, yeah. give us some of the nice ones that we can all do and then some of the off the wall ones yeah. we can laugh at. So this... These are all brilliant, especially if you've kept your house a bit neutral. You know, if you don't have mad colours like I do, you can change things around quite easily. So her first one is style your mantelpiece. So this is again, she's, oh, she's the, big like on the, the tablescaping. The tablescaping. Oh, right, okay. Or if you don't have a mantelpiece, your side tables yeah. or your dining table oh, or whatever. I have a picture so, and a couple of candles. That won't cut it. No, okay. no, 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 okay. no, no. What you need to do is get giant vases, the biggest you can get. Mm, Home right. Sense is brilliant for this, TK Maxx. Uh, she says transparent ones. Especially for winter, you can bring Does in colours all the time. Glass, okay, glass, ones. right? Yeah. yeah, but you could do, you know, you could you could go mad in a charity shop and get great crystal ones that people have thrown out for buttons. Okay, so clear, transparent glass vases, branches then are her next big thing. Right, so you can, can do go that. off in the woods and you can pick Excellent. up your branches and you can dry them out, and that's a lovely backdrop for for autumn kind of styling. Then she has all these lovely kind of autumn toned draping greenery and plants. She uses chestnut, plum, and Rose hip and deep purple amaranth. Right. So everybody has that, I presume. I'm lying sure. Around. Yeah. Okay. But what I mean, you know, that lovely kind of lush, dark, darker colour. Yeah, no, I know what you're going kind for. Of it's colours. kind of yeah. those maroon and dark yeah. wood and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. You don't want pips in the floor now and all that kind of nonsense. But yeah. you, you can go off and find ones that do the job. You can go okay, grand. Yeah. I won't be, as you know, I kill every plant that I've ever come yeah. across. So I like the, the silk ones or the, the dried ones. Yeah. Okay. And again, Home Sense is brilliant for this. Um, or Joseph Duffy in, in, in Dublin City Centre is brilliant for that all as well. Right. Right. So, yeah. So far, so good. So far, so good. Then she says, swap out your cushions and your throws. This again is brilliant if you've neutral coloured couches or just make sure that you're kind of matching your colour. You don't have to buy the whole cushion. You can just get cushion covers. You know, you don't have to be storing hefty Yeah, and they're easy enough to store. You take all the covers off and put on ones for change of season. Yeah, Yeah. give them a wash even, whatever. All right. Um, So, you know yourself, autumn colours, lots and lots of texture. She says deep earthen colours. Then she has a big thing about candles. We all love yeah. candles. She says those really tall tapered candles in autumn mm. colours, nice and cosy, you know, but still kind of 
you know, we're not wrapped, elegant. hunkered down I think the, the taller the candle is, the, the more elegant they look. You don't want little squash ones or tea lights kind of taking up space. Okay. Wine bottles are great for this. I actually bought a great thing on my holidays for my mother. She's listening. It's a little cork that you put in your open wine bottle to... to, to you know, when, you're ha- when you've only drunk half the bottle. Do you know what I'm talking I don't know. don't know what no. you're talking yeah, about. <laughs> and it's wax. So you light it when you're finished with it and then your candle becomes, you know, your your wine bottle becomes your tall. Oh, I see. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. Okay. Next one. I'm not, this, I read this first and thought, what is she talking about? But actually, I think she's got a point. She puts accents around the living room and she uses a chessboard, like a dark chessboard or a backgammon board as an accent piece. So instead of, you know, maybe just a vase or a figurine okay, or something. Is that replacing the kind of the, the imaginary bookshelf on the Zoom uh, yeah. call? Yeah. Right. It's kind of made to make you look intelligent. <laughs> look at me, I play chess. I do not play chess, <laughs> okay, by the way. I can't right. figure it out. Just don't have the mind for it. But there is something to it. I like that idea of an accessory being it's cozy, something you can it? use. It's a focal yeah. point. It yeah. feels like there's something happening in the room. It's not a TV. It's not, you know, it, instead of a book maybe or something, yeah, as, as okay. you said. Yeah. So you could pick something like that up in a secondhand shop as well. You never know. Then she has a really interesting anti-orange Halloween display. Oh, I'm with her. So I were too early for Halloween. I'm I don't like talking about... We are too early for Halloween, Halloween. but I'm going to allow but you to finish this the sentence. But this is interesting. So if you take Halloween out of it, anti-orange autumn, let's say, right? So okay. she doesn't love she doesn't love orange. And if you don't love orange, you know, we're plagued with it for the whole of, mm, of mm. September onwards, basically. There's orange everywhere. But she has this really cool kind of, you know, pumpkin and seasonal little bits and pieces that are black and white and green and she has this huge melting disco ball in the middle of it so she's gone too far there but I do like a disco ball so I do I do I'll allow it Well of course some people said that about you Jennifer yeah. that you went too far by putting <laughs> a disco ball in your loo and yeah. they were wrong It's wrong. fabulous oh. Yeah <laughs> Okay Jennifer thank you so much for bringing Full us notions. all that Delighted you went away Pop in the invoice there and <laughs> <laughs> we send you off on your next trip Stores. soon If there is somewhere you'd like Jennifer Sheehan to go in the world No I'm, I'm joking Caribbean, I'm joking Caribbean. Um, she's, She'll be going down Grafton Street that's as far as we let her go <laughs> um, I do let us know and that is all we have time for this week so if you're not planning to head to LA this weekend well listen have a wonderful weekend as it is no matter what you're doing whether you're down in EP or you are elsewhere or you're you're avoiding it like the plague if you'd like to get involved in the show text us at any time during the week perhaps now uh, 53106 or uh, contact us on the home show at newstalk.com we are always available our entire team is put on that during the week and we collect all of those and they're all read. And don't forget to check out the Home Show podcast. All our back episodes are up on the News Talk website. Thanks to Marisa Sullivan, Aoife Breen producing with Stephen McLoon and Peter Malloy was on sound. Anton Savage is up next. Have a fantastic weekend. Remember, we're here every Saturday at eight o'clock. The Home Show with Sinead Ryan. Saturday morning at eight on News Talk.